Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome to This Embodied Life with board-certified life and well-being nurse coach, Megan Rattan. In this podcast, I offer insights, resources, and practices to support you in connecting with the wisdom of your own body and experiences. Well, hello, you beautiful, radical, and magical being, you. A few weeks ago, we tried a little experiment with an apple. I got the idea from the author, Danielle Laporte, and decided to try it for myself. One, to see if it actually worked, and two, to show my family as well. So we could all learn about the true power of our energy. So you take a healthy apple, you cut it in half, and then place each half cut side up in a separate jar, seal it with a lid, or in our case, we used some saran wrap so we could see the apple from the top down. And then you're gonna place them somewhat apart from each other. For us, we put them on opposite sides of the bookshelves within our family room. You want their conditions to be the same. Take a photo on day one of your cute little apples and then your experiment begins. You will offer one designated apple all things positive, tone, words, energy, and the other apple all things negative. Same thing, tone, words, and energy. So truthful moment here, when I chose this apple and cut it in half for this experiment, I immediately felt really guilty for the side that was going to receive all of our negativity. It actually really pained my heart. Very ironic, I know, because we would otherwise eat said apple, but the same thing happened for my husband. Our kids, however, loved it. Putting all their hate and vitriol in a jar, hell yes, they were, they were ready to go. So within the first day, really the first day, which was quite remarkable, the quote-unquote bad apple started to get some spots, whereas the good apple seemed unfazed. By day five, the bad apple had started to rot and produce mold, whereas our good apple barely began to have a really small spot forming. I have photos of this experiment on my Instagram and Facebook if you'd like to go check them out for yourself. Because I had such a hard time spewing deep negativity at this bad apple, I decided I would just unload on it. I would share my deepest and darkest thoughts with it. I would complain about my life, uh, myself, my family, my husband, I would play that deeply victim part that we have that spirals around in our head. I would just unload that into the apple. And we have some truly dark thoughts, don't we? And to actually say mine out loud, even in a toned down, sometimes even whisper to this little apple, had me really realize and own just how dark and negative I can get. So on one level, this could be a words matter and words hurt message. And it is, right? It definitely is. But it's also so much deeper than that. Because these cute little apples don't actually understand or process our words. They don't have consciousness the way that we do. So what exactly is happening? It's energy. It's how we are expressing our words. It's the energy within and behind them that matters. And if you identify as an empath or highly sensitive or intuitive, 
you know exactly what I am talking about. You can sense others' energies immediately, often without words. Most times, without words. How many times have you asked someone how they are and they've replied with that trite response that we all do, fine, or I'm good, and you knew deep down that this wasn't true? I hold many of my coaching sessions via telehealth or Zoom style, and in full transparency, I can sense where my client is energetically the moment they sign on, even without their expression of any words. I can feel it. In fact, for some, I have to highlight this back to them and even call it out because they may be holding back or not fully owning where they are coming from at that moment. I've been trying to educate my kiddos about the wisdom of their own bodies and their experiences as well. I I deeply hope for a world where this next generation trusts themselves, leans in fully to who they innately are, and really deeply honors what they're feeling, doesn't store it in their body the way that a lot of us have over years, if not decades. My kiddos are still relatively young at ages seven and nine, so while they can absolutely handle big topics most kids can we still have to chunk it down so for their developmental levels and their little brains that are still working and grinding away i try to speak about it in this way come from your heart space when you speak to others when you feel annoyed by your brother or your parents there is a voice in your head that talks about how annoying they are and you feel really angry and irritated, frustrated, that is absolutely okay. All of your feelings, big and small, are okay. And I want you to also recognize that there's another voice within your heart space. And maybe you can try to start listening to that voice more and more. And better yet, you can try to speak from that voice when you speak to others and when you speak to yourself. This gets easier over time when I have them express to me in their body where they're feeling their anger and how that feels in their body and and when they feel their love and calm and how that feels in their body. I mean, you could do this with any and all emotions and feelings. What are you feeling? Where are you feeling it? What does it feel like? We could all practice this art more and more to really understand where in our body we feel these, where they're coming from, and what sensations also accompany them. What I want them to start to tune into is the different levels of our thoughts and our feelings and where they reside, what they feel like, and what these thoughts and feelings represent and are wanting them to know. When you start to really tune into this level and like all practices it's never ending and it's always evolving and you're constantly learning as things continually unfold is that our thoughts and feelings are messengers our pain and our body are messengers there is so much messaging happening within our body and especially in somatic experiencing researchers practitioners thought leaders are all trying to really move the needle forward in Everyone recognizing that our mind and body are not separate. They are the same. 
They are one. Our whole body is one, a whole piece of all these moving parts to it. But the mind is a part of your body. It's just in your body. And there are messages happening up and down your body all day long at any given time. And I'm 42, and while this is something that I've been studying and practicing for years now, it still isn't necessarily my first response or instinct depending on my stimulus. There are times where I still need to take that moment and recognize that between every stimulus and a response, there is a space. And then I try to widen that space more and more through my own listening. So back to our Apple experiment. The Apple experiment left me with, honestly, more questions than it did answer. So one question I have is, did the good energy preserve the good apple, or did the bad energy cause the other apple to rot, or was it both? So one idea I have, and you're welcome to do this in your own experiment going forward, is to actually cut an apple into thirds And that way we can have a control apple, one that doesn't receive anything from us. So we could determine what else is possibly happening here. Other questions are, what do negative thoughts and energy do to our bodies? What do negative energies of our environments do to us? What is happening within the very atoms of these apples? What is happening on the quantum and energetic level here? We live in such an overstimulated society. There is political warfare abound. Many systems, especially our political one, are designed to separate us, not unite us. And regardless of where you land politically, what does the reading, listening, or viewing of news that you've chosen from your chosen outlets and your chosen feeds do to your body? your neurological system, your experience. How often are you seeking or receiving positive news? It isn't difficult to be triggered. It isn't difficult to be in pain right now. We are all walking around with many forms and levels of trauma. From racism to sexism to scarcity mindset, financial stability, the pandemic, the messages we receive deeply matter. The energy we receive and we bring to others deeply matters. The wisdom of our bodies and our experiences matters. Connection matters. So without having repeated the experiment with a control apple, I am making a ventured guess that it is in fact both. Our positive energy is protecting the good apple from decay and our negative energy is speeding up the decay process of the bad apple. So what can we do within our own lives and experiences? I always like to start simple and go from there. This shouldn't be like New Year's Day where you vow to do an hour of yoga followed by an hour of deep meditation starting January 1st only to just flop and fail in a hurricane of shame starting on day two. So change, and really more importantly, transformation doesn't work that way. It's incremental, it's slow, and it's steady. I think at its root, this all comes down to 
a source of love, of unconditional love. But unconditional love may feel too steep of a climb for you right now. So let's use gratitude and appreciation as access points. If you already have a writing practice or a journaling practice of some kind, perhaps you expand on it and you write about three things you are grateful for, three things that you deeply appreciate and love about yourself. As my own simple practice, I have been committing to waking up in the morning and before I fully rise, I say thank you three times. One thank you is for my husband, one thank you is for my eldest, and one thank you is for my youngest. And I envision them as well, being bathed in a really warm gold light from head to toe as I say thank you. And this can be a practice that you do either aloud or to yourself if you want to borrow it on your own. Another simple practice that I am committing to is saying, I love you aloud or to myself every time I glance in a mirror. Because I know that self-love is really where it all stems from. We need to feel worthy and self-love reminds us that we are. I'm also becoming more and more aware about the different tones and energies I use for my kiddos. In full transparency, I can be harsher with one more than the other. So I'm making it another practice to lean in with the same amount of calm and slow energy for both. A lot of what I'm going to offer you is simple. It's basic and it's simple. The irony is that it isn't always easy. We typically know the things that we're meant to be doing. We know what serves us. We know what aligns. We tend to still get in our own way. Gratitude and appreciation might feel really trite to you. It might feel overly simplified. But the truth is that it works. There's scientific evidence to show that it works if that's what you need. But I guarantee if it's a practice that you implemented for yourself and you start with a week at a time, a day at a time if you really need to chunk it down, you are going to start seeing some really deep changes and shifts in your life. And not only does that energy and that frequency help us be more holistic beings, healthier beings, call in more well-being into our own lives, bodies, experiences. But I'm a firm believer that that keeps rippling out. It is something that other people can feel. Other people can feel your energy. Other people can feel your vibrations. They can feel whether it is positive or negative. There is a certain magnetism that happens with the energies that we create and carry and give off. So there's a lot of takeaways from today. As I said, if you are a see it to believe it person, I definitely suggest doing the Apple experiment at home. It's pretty fun. And going forward, you can then choose what you want to take away from it because I am somebody that loves to learn, but I also love to have a plan. 
this is solid and great information. Love it. Box checked. What the hell are we going to do about it? And so that's where I'm at with this. I was pretty sure that this experiment would play out the way that it did. And in a lot of ways, I am obviously glad that it did because it does show that all of this matters in a world full of so much negativity and so much fear and so much division, connection and positive intention and being mindful and present and aware really matters on a cellular level. That is what is so fascinating to me. It's not hype. It's not words. It matters on a cellular level. And really, it's how we heal. It's how we heal. So if you look at this in that light too, having a really simple gratitude or appreciation practice could be how you heal not only yourself, but for generations to come. I become really intentional with what I'm doing and it, what really helps me in my deepest why is the seven generations theory, which is that our actions, our being, what we do, our intentions, how we heal, how we harm, it can really influence and really transform seven generations behind us and the seven generations left to come. So that's something to think about. This isn't just for yourself, but it is for really transgenerational and ancestral healing and for generations to come. So I wish you so much love and so much light my dear one, I hope you shine bright today in whatever way suits you. And I would love to hear if you try this yourself and what your thoughts are. Please feel free to reach out. You can find me at rattancoaching.com or I am also on Facebook and Instagram. And I wish you the best of love and light today, my friend. Be well.